Welcome to the Market Talk podcast sponsored by WealthPress, where we believe if you're investing uninformed, you're screwed. Get the inside scoop on what's driving the markets today and what that means for your money, all in just 15 minutes. Well, hello, traders and investors. My name is Roger Scott. I'm the head trader for WealthPress. Today is Monday, July 27th. And yes, I don't know where the summer has gone. I don't know where the year has gone. I was talking to my wife last night before we went to bed, and we're still talking. We were we were debating when, when all of this started in February and March, the lockdown, and I'm thinking, where did the last quarter and a half go? I mean, time just flew by like that. But it's Monday. We've got a very, very, very busy week ahead. I'm going to go through the schedule with you. We've got a lot of news this week. This is going to be a very big week for the market. So why not just, as I always say, get into it right now. Starting, let me give you, let me paraphrase the global market news overnight. Then I'll jump into earnings. Then I'll jump into the economic calendar. I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. All right. So, the first thing is global stock markets were mixed over the weekend and price of gold surged, as I told you it would, to a record on Monday. U.S.-China tension concerns, people are putting their money into precious metals. It's smart. It makes sense. That's usually what happens, especially when you have this COVID-19, you have a stock market that God only knows what it's going to do. It's just the world economy is, a, uh, is in an influx right now. Let's just say that. Major indexes in London, Tokyo, and Hong Kong declined, while Frankfurt and Shanghai edged higher. U.S. futures were slightly higher ahead of the open. Folks, in a bearish market or in a bearish market sentiment, remember, we usually open higher, close lower. In a bull market, we usually open lower and close higher. That's the overall sentiment of how things usually go. It's not a rule. It doesn't happen 100% of the time. But you'll notice about 80% of the time that'll happen in a bear market, or in a bearish market, when the market's coming down, even in the short term, you'll see us opening higher and heading lower. And in a bull market, when in a, in a raging bull market, markets tend to open weaker and tend to move higher. That's just a normal pattern for the market. It doesn't happen all the time. It's not a rule of law. <laughs> it's just it's just something that I've noticed over the last 26 years. So pay attention to that. And because right now, all the global markets were lower, but U.S. all of a sudden is higher. And we've got a lot of news this week. We're in the middle of earnings, and things are just not looking as pretty as Wall Street would like you to think it does. Now, global markets have regained most of the year's losses, but forecasters oy, 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 warned the rebound might have been too big and too early. I'm one of them. As virus case numbers in the United States spike, we're, we're, we're in a mess right now. Gold jumped 40 $40.60 to a record of $1,938 per ounce. Yes, I've been talking about this nonstop for about three weeks now. As investors are looking for safe haven to park their money. Investors were rattled by the latest U.S.-China diplomatic feud. The Trump administration told Beijing last week to close its consulate in Houston. China responded, obviously, by ordering the closure of U.S. consulate in southwest city of Chengdu. That's Chengdu. 
Investors are also worried about a rise in U.S. layoffs as spiking COVID-19 infections cause more businesses to shut down. Extra unemployment benefits expire this week. Congress has yet to agree on more economic aid. It'll happen. Once the Democrats and Republicans iron it out, it will happen. Now, I want to show you something. Look at the week ahead. We've got a week ahead. We've got durable goods. We've got consumer confidence. Consumer confidence is going to be big. Why? Because it's going to reflect on the GDP report. Because consumers make up consumer spending. Consumer discretionary spending accounts for about two-thirds of the economy. So we've got FOMC meetings. Don't think the Fed's going to take any action. Maybe it'll just they'll just tell us again that uh, rates will not go negative. we got international goods. We got personal income and we got jobless claims. We got consumers. I mean, we've got every possible report that you can imagine. All right. But the biggest one, the biggest report of all is the GDP. And folks, we had prior 5%. We were looking at positive 2.1% before this started. That was the target rate. Prior was negative 5%. We're now looking at negative 35%. That's right, negative 35%. Look at the range, 38.5 to negative 25.5. I think it's, look at this, mold by the virus, US GDP is expected to fall by 35% in the second quarter. That's just ugly. Consumer spending, which fell at 6.8% pace in the first quarter, seen as falling 33%. This is terrible. I mean, I I gotta be honest with you. The market's already expecting this to be priced in and these numbers are just god awful. I don't see how they could be worse than that. So we may get a rally just based on that. We also have the FOMC meeting, as I mentioned a few seconds ago. And we got personal income and expenses, jobless claims. Let's go to jobless. Remember, the moving average has been around 1.5, 1.4. Now the moving average has moved into 1.36 million new claims for the week. Consensus is right in line. Honestly, anything between 1.3 and 1.5 is going to be okay. Preferably, I'd like to see the number below the four-week average. We've hit the number below the four-week average for the last four weeks, except for last week. It it rallied up. So I'm hoping it'll come back in line because if it's not coming back in line, it's going to reflect negatively on the GDP, which again, as I said, accounts for two-thirds of the economy. So the big reports this week, Durable Goods comes out in about 20 minutes. Consumer confidence is going to be huge. FOMC is not going to be as meaningful as it usually is. International trade is going to be big. Jobless claims and GDP and personal income are the big ones. Now, let's talk nitty gritty. So for the first time this week, materials are not just leading. They are now leading in the average. Remember when I showed you the monthly rank, materials were leading, consumer discretionary, technology fell off, and I told you it would. I told you about a month ago, don't expect technology to be all the way up here. But now, that was on a 30-day basis. Now, on a average basis, basic materials are also leading, and technology is number three, and I'm expecting technology to weaken out, especially with earnings coming out right now, and weaken economic data. Um, you are still going to see uh, cloud computers, things that are involving uh, the stay-at-home sector. There'll be a premium on those, but that's only accounting for about 25% of the technology companies. So there's there could be potentially much more downside. And as a matter of fact, this is the average. We're looking at the six-month, three-month, and one-month average. But I'm expecting technology, I'm expecting the average to look more like this in the next few weeks with technology going to seventh or eighth place. 
it's 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 going to happen now looking at the stock market action volatility is now at the 200 day moving average but we're still at 26 anything above 20 is fearful if we can break down into the teens below 20 that's positive but i think it's going to be some time before we can do that now the biggest factor the biggest sector to have it uh, a factor on the market this week is going to be technology and as you could see here technology has been breaking down i'm expecting more downside i don't think we're down just yet and i'll explain to you why and i know i've said it many many times before but i'm going to keep doing it because it's happening and you know you can only do this for so long you know you you, you can't hide your head in the sand you got to you got to face reality so when we're looking at reality and we look at the Nasdaq indexes, and no, this is nothing new. I've been talking about this nonstop. The percentage of stocks above the 50-day moving average, as you could see right here, look at that. We're only at the 74th percentile. We're nowhere near the bottom. We need to come down to at least 50th percentile, all right? And we're only at 74. And that's telling me, let me go back to the QQQ, that's telling me there's a really, really good chance, really, really good chance that we're going to hit this line here, which is the 230 line, and break lower. There's a good chance we may break lower. Let's put it this way. I would not be surprised. I would say it's almost a, a certainty that the NASDAQ 100 is going to fall to the 50-day moving average and then potentially fall to the 200-day moving average. Why? Again, because of these momentum levels. And then look at the 200-day. Let me show you the 200-day. It's losing momentum too. Now I'm looking long-term here. Look at that. It just doesn't have that much more to go. We're at 80th percentile, and anytime we've hit 85%, which is only 5% stocks higher, that's only five stocks. There's only 100 stocks in the NASDAQ 100. So there's 80 stocks that are trading above the 200-day moving average. Once we get to 85, which is five stocks away, we're gonna be here at this line. Now, you tell me over the last 15 years or so, or 12 years, this is max, I can't go further. You show me one time that it went to 85 percentile without backing off. So again, the stock market is stretched out. Now, in terms of earnings, we've got earnings. Oh yeah, gold, let's look at gold. I knew gold was gonna rally. I've been talking bullish rally over the last few weeks and it's happening, it's now at a multi-year high. This is the max, let's go 20 years. Folks, congratulations. We are at the highest price of gold in the last 20 years now. And gold is a defensive asset. So let's look at the bond market. Let's you let's look at um let's look at the futures. Let's take a look at see if bonds are cooperating. Because money tends to fluctuate between interest rates and and gold. And right now hard to make any heads or tails with these line charts yeah it's breaking out as well that's the three month let's look at the continue let's look at the continuation card nearby contract yeah yeah it's going slightly higher and look at the volatility notice it's lower wait for the stock market when when the nasdaq 100 when this hits 50 you're going to see volatility spike and you're going to see NASDAQ obviously hit the 50-day moving average or maybe even go to the twilight zone. And you're going to see a rally in the T-bond and more upside in the bond market. Now, 
let me give you a little preview with earnings again i wanted to give you the overall direction i'm neutral to bearish this week i think we're going to be choppy and i think we're going to see some downside so even though the market's opening higher i'm not convinced especially with the news that i'm seeing with COVID 19 things are just not looking pretty now today's the 27th let's look at the earnings that we can expect brown and brown we've got eqt corporation we got national national oil well we've got nxp semiconductors we've got f5 network which is a pretty big network company let's see we got a lot of earnings today first financial group we got denison avery denison uh let's see what else we got that's worth talking about and i'm sure there's tons of smaller ones coming out as well American Capital Age. I'm just looking at the volume here. You could see by volume. Albertsons coming out, supermarket. That's pretty big, and that's going to be pre pretty positive. Cincinnati Financial. That's not a small bank. That's coming out. Let's see. I think Hasbro. Nice big stock coming out. We got a lot of earnings today. And that's it. Tomorrow, we got some big ones. Tomorrow, we got Visa. Tomorrow, bank stocks. We got Visa. We got Mellon Bank coming out. No, Meridian Bank Corp coming out. We got a lot of, a lot of, we are right now in full bloom. All right, full swing. So nothing really crazy for today, like Mason's coming out. But again, nothing really crazy today. I would say as far as market cap, the largest stock that's coming out today is American Capital H. And that's pretty much it. We got some smaller stocks, but nothing really too crazy. Nothing to write home about. Principal Financial, that's about it. NXP Semiconductor. Now, the reason NXP, NXP Semiconductor is important is you need to look at the forward-looking statements from the company because they may impact other semiconductor stocks. And right now, if you look at the semiconductor sector, it's also cooling off like the rest of the NASDAQ. So again, I am anticipating weakness in the NASDAQ minor weakness in the blue chips mostly following along upside in gold upside in bonds upside in volatility and momentum levels starting to weaken again or continuing to weaken again talk to you soon and have a great day bye guys thanks for listening today make sure to subscribe to the market talk podcast on spotify apple podcasts or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments have a great rest of your day my name is roger scott and happy trading